0: Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only
1: rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward, because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, Then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. Got a special guest on today. He's the creator of Spiritual Diagnostics, the study of your personal values through measuring of your birthday and name. The amplifier of your success through raising of your vibration. The secret to your success is inside of your birthday and the ability to know yourself and learn about your power. I'm so excited to share this with you guys and have Bobby's story. He's been through an incredible amount of struggle in his life. He's gone through so many ups and downs, but he's just such an amazing human being and he's just going to like drop value and I'm so excited to share it. So, um, Bobby F. Parihar, welcome to the show, man. What's going on my brother Lance how you doing buddy? uh bro so excited to have you on man i uh I, it's it, this is I love that this is kind of a, a different sort of topic different s- sort of style and I'm super excited to share this with the world um yeah man so let's uh let's dig deep fill in the gaps there for us you know who you are where you came from and how this all came to be man
0: Ah, uh, Man, it's a really weird story. And First of all, I just want to like acknowledge you, dude. Like, you're you're growing, and you're definitely taking this on. Uh, having your own show and providing value for people, you're gonna get a chance to put a lot of different people in the hot seat, and that's gonna grow you. You're just gonna basically rub up against the people that you want to interview until you become the guy. And it's just a wonderful feeling. And I just I got so much love for you, Lance. Man, you're such an awesome brother, and I appreciate everything you've done for me and everything you are inside of my life for sure. Uh, I got a chance to be a part of. Uh, at University of Adversity, we, we got a chance to level that name out, and uh, it's pretty crazy what's happened in the last like four or five years of my life. Uh, up until about 30, 29, 30, 31, uh, I was like a serial employee, just like every year on average of like three to four jobs. Some years it was zero jobs, and it was just sitting me sitting at home as an adult in my parents' basement. I just couldn't find stability in employment. It was the shittiest thing because I got hired as a, in car sales. I got into banking. I got lots of really good opportunities. I got hired at Shaw, shop, corporate world, the whole field. But I just couldn't make anything stick. I was either shitty at the job, couldn't do it, or overqualified, couldn't do it, or didn't want to do it, couldn't do it. But there was always something that was standing in my way of like just finding a stable place to grow a, a piece of wealth or a piece of my family. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to even date without a stable income like to want to even take women out. And I'm like, kind of guy who wants to buy stuff from my girl. I'm like, so you want to go for a walk in the park? Like there's not much of a date there inside of like not being financially stable. So I kind of, I was like sick and tired of it. And then a mutual friend of ours Balazs, it was about 2015, 2014 where he was um, I was watching him and I got fired from my job as he was leaving his to build his business. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. If you can't beat him. Join him. So I was like, you know what? What what is this? Like, let me get involved. Let me get into business with you. So I dropped my money down on it. I basically started, I became an entrepreneur. But then I like, that's like the fastest way to have all of your garbage catch up with you <laughs> is to be an entrepreneur. And the next thing I know, I'm like dealing with like, you know, all of the crap that I was hiding underneath an employee mindset, being like, I'm gonna be in business and then treating my 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 business as if I was the worst employee in it. And the best thing is I can't get fired. Nah, nah. And I was like so high on myself to think that I wasn't going to get fired from my own business. But at the same time, I was like, I wasn't doing shit. I wasn't getting nothing done. And it was crazy. It was six, seven months in. I'm like piece by piece. Basically, Blodges is like, yo, you should check this stuff out. There's a W in my name for a reason. I, uh, I, I found something it was really cool. It's like the secret ingredient, like the missing key. It's like what he called it. And so I was like, all right, cool. This is like six months in. I'm like, whatever. I'll give something to give me an, an edge or an advantage, something. I, I'm spiritual. I'll take this on. So I ended up getting a numerology session done. And it was nuts. It was like, you've been there. I mean, like, I was just like, your mind is blown. It's like, what? How come my life is inside of my name? Like, everything about you or everything about your birthday says everything about who you are as a person. I was just, like, stunned, being like – do I have reality mixed up here? Like, am I even going forward in reality? The feeling of that was crazy. And so I was just like, I got to know more. I got to learn more. And I took on the study of numbers and it's, and, and changing a letter in my name, weird as it sounds, planted me into a certain vibration of success that ended up taking me outside of a lethal addiction to a carousel of drugs and outside another legal lethal addiction of procrastination, time wasting, and poor choices with my time, video games and worse. And the feeling of just not caring about the world. Uh, all of that stuff got washed right out of me, not instantly. Over time, it got washed out of me and it started to turn into a business. I ended up starting to gain some posture. I started to gain ranks in my business as well. I developed my own coaching business. I found the love of my life. We traveled the world. We started having a family we ended up just getting the picture perfect, like like perfect little uh, car, house, baby, family, like house on the hill. The feeling is just like and it's, and we're just getting started. So it, it went a little bit like you know flatline, and then I got my name, and or, and it was looked like it was going downhill. Actually, I took this name on it. And it felt like it just saved me, and it and it had some challenge and some work to unload like 30 years of programming, but it was so intense. I can't wait to dive in with you guys. this, this is super crazy stuff but it ended up taking off. And to the point now where I'm speaking on stage, I'm speaking to groups of people. I booked out weeks in advance. I'm helping people to find out about the true nature of what's going on within themselves to help promote them to in in for business. Like your case example, like we got a chance to sit together extensively and now look at you. You're like, you're just, it's, you've taken charge of your life. You've been able to take direction from it and you're growing. And it's a wonderful feeling to see. And I'm just like, wow, this the power of this is, unbelievable where we were a year ago we were just talking just a second ago it's nuts night and day contrast of how things are blowing up for us but um yeah man i'm I'm just i'm ready to like divulge all of the goodies and all of the cool things that i've learned along the way
1: uh, i really appreciate that man yeah i um i've had the pleasure to meeting you and, and chatting with you and diving in and just anybody listening like we, a lot of people are, you know, they get on spiritual journeys and and go different routes. But when you really dive into this kind of thing, and really understand the value of like your birthday and numbers. And when you when you kind of see how it all works, it really opens up um, a lot of doors and opens up eyes. Like, I at first, I I was kind of like, well, how is this? How is this going to work? You know, like, I mean, I think a lot of people would think that. But you know just your your nature of how you explain it and how you can make sense of it really um kind of opened my eyes so yeah man I'm super excited so now, what was your so you're so growing up you know what what did you what led you into kind of entrepreneur like you were you're were saying you were doing other things before that you know what what did you see yourself you know at your age now where did you see yourself um at the age you are now when you're younger? Like, did you see yourself having your own business or did you see yourself doing something else?
0: Oh man, such a crazy spine chilling topic here. I saw myself working from home and I saw myself with a family and it felt like it was never <laughs> going to happen. And with numbers, it basically like started to lift off. But when I was really young, my parents were clothing retailers. So they basically had a brick and mortar business in malls and they would buy clothes from the States, go and sell them retail and just do the like be a basically a retailer. So, I was always aware of what it was like to be self employed. Uh, being an entrepreneur is a bit of a stretch because they would just build one business and stay there. So, it, it was a form of entrepreneurism, uh, but at the same time, it was more like like, basically just traditional style small based business. Uh, I grew up with that. And then, when I was like, I'm gonna open my own clothing store, it's gonna be a nice little hip hop spot where we can sell like like, cool little CDs, and you can design your own t-shirts, be a little lounge area, and, like, you can get small little, like, treats, like a like a drink or, like, a small sandwich or something. People are going to want to be there. It's going to be a powerful feel. Showcase local art, local rap, local stuff, local designs, and, you know, have, build a small little community spot. But I had this idea figured out, like, 16, right? My dad's like, don't do it. Holy crap, don't do it. And then I was like, what? You, you were in clothing. You were just, like, just get a safe job. This stuff is really tough. Like, I... We're tired, we always work, we get paid last. And he starts like this dogging on his business. And I'm just sitting there being like confused as hell, being like, well, shit, what should I do? So I, I figured, well, I might as well just keep getting employed and then, you know, like find a good job somewhere. Um, it, and it kept on closing, slamming doors in my face until I recognized everywhere I went, I wanted to redesign the process, help them innovate, create something new for them, promote their people, train people. I wanted to get into management. And I recognized that I was like always looking for a higher place to jump off of. And to the point where I was like, you know what, I I I should just probably not ever come back down and just continue that rise into becoming an entrepreneur. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Nobody's going to fire me. Nobody's going to try to take things away from me. I get a chance to build my own design, which is basically what led me into it. I was just kind of a control freak in that feeling of like, I I wanted to buy into the brand, but nobody wanted to buy into my brand. I'm like, well, I might as well buy into my own brand. And it's been working pretty well, pretty since. I mean, I'm, I'm liking what I see on your branding. I I hired your branding guy. So he's kind of doing the same thing for me right now. And I'm like getting some of the goodies coming in and I'm like, man, this is next level. What's going to happen and what's coming up next. But um, it's all formulating the plot around it. I, I believe it started back when I was like eight years old selling like Oakley glasses, like imitation Oakley's to my friends at school for like 15 bucks. And I didn't even know. I was just like, yeah, 15 bucks, 20 bucks you know, take some glasses. And then I got in trouble for my teachers or like, you can't, you can't sell shit at school. Okay. And then I was in middle school. I started selling knuckle rings. I was like, I'm in so much trouble. I'm like, I am going to stop that. And uh, yeah, it ended up turning into like, you know, just me getting into business.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. I remember those days of like the fake Rolexes and stuff. You go to Mexico, <laughs> you get the fake Rolexes, fake, uh, all that kind of crap. It's so funny, man. It's so true. You know? It, it, a lot of people, it starts from, you know, selling lemonade when you're a kid and you get that, the hustler sort of vibe of making money. Now you, you said something earlier that I, I really could relate with and a lot of people could too, but when you start being an entrepreneur, it sort of brings your, the garbage highlights the garbage in your life. Like it really shows you, I know for me, it really highlights your weaknesses because you know, you can't get fired, but you kind of not having that accountability can be very tough. So maybe tell us some challenges that when you started that to where you are now that you've been able to overcome and sort of some sort of limited beliefs and and confidence that a lot of people don't have in the beginning that you've been able to overcome.
0: I think, uh, you know, I I have, a, I like to think that I have a natural pers- personality to just be like, you know, open and talking and stuff. So it kind of like sort of melting really quickly. But at the beginning, that was pride. That was like basically replacing the hard work that I actually had to do. And I I spurts and sporadic hard work of reading, taking notes, visiting events, growing myself, taking seminars, workshops. this carousel of like events that you have to do as an entrepreneur, personal development, community development, actually producing activities. And over time, I looked back and realized, hey, wait a second, I actually did something. And, it, 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 you know, day by day, it's like watching a pot boil. But if you, like, look at it at the long term of things, you're like, hey, I actually covered some ground. So you, I needed a few years of perspective to actually see that I overcame that stuff. But um, I have to really lean back again to numerology. My old name was just, like, running myself into the ground. My new name was, like, I'm going to take my uh, adversity and use it as my university. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. <laughs> That feeling was there to think that that vibration actually sorted me out a little bit to like face me for opportunity and also face me for like getting my expression back out. There so I like she say stuff instead of just wanting to say things and ended up not actually accomplish anything. Uh, now it basically turned into, well, I, I invested in the, in the events I got, I, I, I squeezed out all the money I had to buy plane tickets. I borrowed and I definitely begged for people to help me through my path. And when I came back from it, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of, you have to go all in, you have to go all out. You have to definitely put, you can't leave anything left inside of you. You have to push absolutely everything you have in order to continuously create or like to, to break through. So whether it's just one thing a day, if you throw one thing a day and you read a page a day, it's probably going to take some time to figure it out. But if you like read, interact, go to the event, you just keep throwing all this stuff at there and breaking all these beliefs, like as fast as you can. You're, it's, it's going to like, uh, work out. Even Blanche is like, if you, you fail at snowboarding, you can throw the snowboard away and say, this sucks. I can't do it. Or you can continuously persist through the failure. Um, after a while, people still, still, you still see you standing. And it was crazy. Cause I'm like, I don't care. I will take all the punches I need. I'm still going to be, I'm going to be the craziest guy out there. I'm going to do this stuff. And people will laugh at you at the beginning being like, you know what you're doing? And then a couple years later, like, oh, yeah, so you're you, you still doing that thing? Like, you still into that? And the, and it's the longevity that you show up, that you're not just another flash in the pan, is what really take like, even my family, who was, like, ghost town. They just left. And I was like, well, I guess I'm on my own. Even they're coming back. Like, you know what? I'm really proud of you. You stuck through it. You know, you did stuff. And the accolades for me was, like, super powerful. But it, was, it took a lot of time and, like, reflection over time but like the best thing i can suggest is do whatever you can like whatever angle you have to get at least some traction or some moving around it doesn't care if it's one step forward and 10 steps sideways or back experience is experience and i think that the more you do wrong the the more they're like the more inevitable that you're going to do it right one day so i feel that you know
1: yeah, definitely man. I love that. Lots of gold in there. I wanted to uh I wanted to talk about what about about your family because I remember you had brought up to me how how the how it was when you sort of started to explain this and how hard it was for them to accept. Because a, a family obviously when something is different than, you know, the usual, I mean they're you know you were they were probably like, "Well, what what is this?" And they were probably, you know, just worried about what you were doing. Like tell us a bit of the Cause I remember us talking about this last year and I I remember it was, it was tough for you, bro. Like how was that? And and tell us what you went through with your family with having to kind of overcome that hurdle of them really not understanding what you're doing and your vision.
0: Well, see, the thing is, is that like, I didn't feel safe in employment because I got fired from Shaw and I was actually doing really well. And so it was like, just such a company man, like yes, man to the company. And then they kicked me off and I was like, I don't know what the hell to do. So I positioned Bellage in my life. And if anybody knows anything about what we do, we sell pretty expensive equipment. So I come home with like an $8,000 bill and my dad's just like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. He was like stunned and like a broken record. Like, I don't know what to think right now. And my mom was just like, are you sure? Like, why are you doing this? It's so risky. And the, the lack of support, I was kind of like, you know what? I can't succeed in a job and make everyone happy. I can't succeed in business or start an attempt to make anyone happy. I was pretty uh, devastated because I thought, you know, hey, here I am stepping out into the world on my own, making my own investment, becoming a business operator. And my parents were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're a, a flight risk. You know, like all you're doing is smoking weed and doing drugs, you got fired from your job and now you spent all your savings on this thing and like, oh my god, it's crazy and like it was nuts to, to feel and I and I was like, Oh shit, I guess I am playing. I like I do like I, I can't hold a job. I do make rational decisions. I run from the seat of my pants, the passion inside my intuition, so I could to them I'm like freaking crazy. So I was just like it was tough because I saw them just look at me and look down and be like, I'm disappointed. And then someone asked them, so how's your son doing? And my dad's like, he told me, he's like, well, people ask me what you're doing. I don't know what to tell them. And I feel like I'm, I'm just like, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry to say, and I don't have, I'm not proud of you. And I was like, oh, that's just, that's just like, ouch, dad. Like just punch me right where it hurts. I'm like, I've been trying to live up to this guy's freaking shadow my whole life. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I don't care. I'm just going to do this stuff anyway luckily I got a job at Rogers like the next day anyway. So I, I took my water machine with me to Rogers and I was like, here, drink this and try to, people are like, "Shh, just keep it quiet. It's a call center in here. Nobody knows about your tragic, you know, journey through entrepreneurism. Just take the calls and five minutes in and out, you're good to go. And I was again, excelling, but I'm kind of like, Oh yeah, cool. Like how can I help you? Oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that to you. I'm so sorry. And so just playing the motion sitting there on the phone, like, talking to these people, just like pushing buttons, being like a high paid vending machine. I'm, I'm afraid to excel. I can't show my true power. I don't want to be powerful in a corporate world anymore. My, my And so everything is just sort of like ripped away from me. At the meantime, I'm dealing with a legal addiction to drugs. Okay. So it's like either weed or X or mushrooms or MDMA or Coke or like alcohol. It's just a cycle Cyclone of like one thing after the next, and I'm not telling anybody. Nobody knows. I'm just being like a high functioning addict that was just able to go out there and get stuff and then use it as an antidepressant or as a painkiller. Was actually more likely uh, to be able to dumb myself down to the fact that I wasn't living to the full potential of my life. Uh, this was crazy. And then this this name thing came in, and then suddenly again I I got this motivation to to, to let go of the drugs eventually to actually like take power back in myself and to commit to the group. And it was like a long climb because I had all of this monkey on my back of like crap that I was like holding with me that to pull it piece from piece was uh, my, like, I was a be- the I was the best man at my cousin's wedding. He blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin, since we were kids, we used to be in the same, like, like, like she used to come over to my house and we would be like the, like daily day to day cousins. She's, disconnected my phone from hers, like actually like blocked me from texting and calling her like that's legit blocking someone. And I was like, wow, like, I, I, I handled it all wrong. I did all of the, the big mistakes you do in business, you know, run your mouth, don't do any of the work, get mad at people, tell them that what they're doing is wrong. I wasn't selling. I was just trying to like figure something out. But um, you learn some stuff, you get beat up. And if you're still standing at the end, you kind of like, whoa, you know how to dodge some of those blows a little bit and to, you know, play the game of power a little bit more, um, you know, you, you learn some things.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I've, we've talked about this in other episodes too, as well as, um, being able to deal with those, those problems that come at you. And instead of just letting it just kill you, like, Oh, my life's over. Like, what am I going to do? Why is this always happening? You're like, all right, this sucks, but how am I going to, how can this make me better? How how am I going to use this in my, my advantage, you know? And it's, it's the same story. So many people that I talk to is learning how to take those things and use them in your own, like as fuel. It's literally like that, you know, as instead of, you know, as fire to burn down your own house, use it to blaze the trail ahead, you know? And it's, it's it really you just get better at dealing with that stuff and you get better at dealing with the haters. And then when people see your confidence, they go, Oh, wait a minute. This is uh this is actually this guy's actually for real. Yeah. And it's super powerful to have seen you how how much you've grown and your confidence and just like the light that you shed on people, man. And like to be able to have gone through what you went through and to create this this amazing thing, like just show us the, the, talk about more about how the spiritual diagnostics, the letter, and how that has really helped your whole mindset and helped you just completely shift your life.
0: Well, like uh, numbers have, have uh, like a, like a characteristics to them. So some of them speak for communication. Some of them don't speak for communication and they get trapped in their own heads or trapped in their own minds. And that's what a lot of people go through. And it's the egos of our parents that give us names when we're born, right? Like we didn't choose it. It was just like, oh, you're gonna leave you after my grandfather and my dad and my mom and all this. And it's like we end up taking on the, the 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 continuation of other people's destiny. So we're, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's a very romantic thing to think that we care so much about our future that we would want to put our stamp on it. The same way it feels like, hey, I have a son now. I got my my last name is going to continue. That that sense of ego of like longevity is there. So when I like measured these components. Some of them I recognize we're not going to take someone anywhere. You're going to take them to, through self-sabotage, self-dissociation, shutdown, depression, the feeling of us growing down because the numbers just weren't adding up and we just, it just wasn't in our deck. It wasn't in our cards. It wasn't in the stars. And the feeling of destiny just like kicks us down. So I looked at this and I'm like, all of the numbers and components when placed on the thing that it's called seem to coincide with how that thing operates. So when I started noticing a bad name take us into a bad direction, a good name would take us into a good one. So what does a letter have to do with it? We count them out. It's the total of letters that are inside a name that shows up with a value of what that thing represents. So if I need to boost it two steps to a six or an eight or a communication or a wealth number, then I'm going to put in an extra letter like A is one, B is two, C is three, there is a universal language that is so hidden and it's and it pulled me back to this feeling of like there's a reason why they call it currency and then electricity calls it a current because there's a like there's an energy there there's a reason why magic spells are available and then why we call it spelling because we're actually speaking our word I'm like, and like on the bible says in the beginning there was the word and the word was with god and there's a powerful like history in that what we speak separates us from the rest of nature that we have the ability to reflect and the ability to be conscious and communicate. It's unreal. It's almost alien. It makes us feel like we're doing something like even right now, I'm just speaking about a a series of sounds that are like programming themselves to your audience and hopefully inspiring and turning on some lights. It's like the most surreal experience. But if I was saying stupid booger bum face and stuff like stuff that doesn't make sense that my four-year-old would say, people are going to be like, ah, you know, he sounds like a kid. But if I start speaking about some of the more bigger things, the deeper power, the greater struggle, and the the, the prosperity through it, people are going to start to take notice and be like, "Man, this guy wants to take a posture on power." And you see that all the time. People are like, "Oh man, check out that chick," or "Oh, did you see the quads, man? The wheels on that? and that." They're just so obsessed with the small. And I love fun stuff. I mean, definitely don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to like you know build my life and the content of my conversation based on how cool, like simple stuff is, I'm never going to get anywhere. So the name took me from self-sabotage on the inward downward scale, which I can measure which direction a name is going into a positive business upward and outward scale. So now I'm projecting it in a positive way to others as opposed to projecting it negatively towards myself in a downward position. That's like the power in a name is nuts. And it's the same thing. If you see a table with three legs, it's going to fall over. You need a table with four legs to be solid, solid in structure. That's just the point of a of a of a of an object. You can't hold something in a box if the box doesn't have a hole in the bottom, or it has a hole in the bottom. It has to be a container, a container. So the same thing with names. You can't hold success, love, long-term value, uh, family, finances, wealth, inside of a name that's shaky and doesn't know discipline, that doesn't know structure, that doesn't have confidence, that doesn't have courage and the ability to hold it all together. Like you see some people and they're just like screaming past. You're like, man, how do they do it? They either were born with the right name or they've learned some stuff, they've gone through it and they basically put like pickled their, their experience over time so that they know exactly which direction they're growing into. And I get a chance to be the start point on the journey for a lot of people doing that, uh, myself included. Adding that extra six letters or six numbers to my name changed everything. And to be fair, Francisco is my middle name. So I was like, give me the F. It was either F, O, X, H, Q, or Z. So I'm like... <laughs> i my middle name is Francisco. I'm not going to be like Bobby Q Perry hard. It sounds like it's like, what the hell is that? So I'm going to take the F cause it's, it aligns with my path. And that makes me feel like I could buy that. My ego is satisfied. Little did I know that would be the best thing to ever happen to me. It got, it cleaned me out It put the self love back in and started to turn into an amazing set of experiences. But wow, man, so crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the thing is, is like, just like anything, people just need to be have it explained properly. Because a lot of times people hear something and they'll just go off the basis of, you know, limited beliefs to all they've been conditioned. So if they've ever heard something like that and somebody said something bad about it, then they're only going to go off that basis. But having you explain it like that makes it so much easier to make sense of it, right? And it's like that with anything. It's like, you know, what we sell, it's like anything. The, the more people act, have an understanding of it, in real time and you can really paint a picture of why, what it does and why it works. It's so much easier to digest. That's why I love it. That's why when you talk about it, it's like, man, it makes sense. So, you know, I know you've been able to help so many people with this. Give us an example of, I don't know, maybe a tra- like a transformation that you've seen, um, within the last while that you've been doing it, that stands out for you, that you've seen somebody just be like, wow, that, that was, that was really remarkable.
0: Okay. So I met a couple last year and they were serial entrepreneurs. So they had done another program. They had built a team, couldn't keep their success together. They came to our platform and it was a spiritually conscious, very like uh, mindset focused personal development, you, our community. They sat down with me at the beginning of the year and they tweaked their business page name. Since then uh, it's been 12 months, they've made $450,000 worth of commission and they've basically like they accredit me to the to the magnetic shift that their feeling went through that their conversations took off their team took off people started paying attention to them and something just clicked for them that was this like like unexplainable but they're like they swear by me and inside of their team every one of them gets aligned every one of them's having success and that was uh Sarah and, and Vaughn Price which was a, a, a current underneath Christy and Clint Morgan, you got definitely got to get them on your podcast if you haven't done so yet. But um, the feeling is, is that they, Clint took an X in his name and his business just went boom. And they've got the fastest growing team in all of Enagic and all of GPM. They're like crushing it. There's thousands of people inside of their group. It's only been like a year and a half, not even. And they just celebrated like 45 people hitting six a. eight at the or like hitting their 6a ranks and getting their bonuses and stuff at the magic office and i was just like are you kidding me this is nuts and on average maybe about 95 percent of them i've worked with maybe about less than five percent of them have not sat with me so for me i'm looking at like and, and they're all screaming by it bobby is great oh my god i know myself now i have been able to I've suddenly just work suddenly things just started to click i found love in my life i got pregnant i ended up getting the courage to get divorced and the feeling is like I'm there to help people move forward in their lives. And, and it's such a wonderful feeling. But just last night, 2 a.m., I was in Australia on a webinar talking to Sarah's team. And for like 90 minutes, she just crushed it. And it was crazy just to look at that. I'm like, half of you people are, are having a wonderful Christmas this year. And half of you guys are just new. And it was just such a wonderful feeling to think this is the person. She's like, I, I credit Bobby this. We made $450,000. And, you know, it was like the power in the community and like this feeling of like, like we clicked, it just, everything started to just click. So that, those are some things that kind of stand out for me for sure.
1: Yeah. And, and with the kind of business that we're in and, and the route that you're going with this, it must be such a good feeling to see that work that you've done come out and be able to see people get results. It's like, you know, it's obviously like maybe explain to people like, are these people like, are these people that have, have been, kind of working on personal development and it's kind of like a piece of the pie or because I mean somebody listening that's never heard of this you know what kind of people are they are they from all different walks of life have they been on a little bit of a, a spiritual journey already you know like you know maybe maybe just a little bit of clarity of like are these just normal people doing this stuff or is there something different about them
0: I've, uh, I was actually looking at my stats uh, to see where my clients were coming from. Uh, most of my guys are Australian because the team just keeps, they're spiritually focused out there and they're all about the mindset, the inner work and that feeling of like the mystic feel. So I noticed that their charts are a little bit more valuable in that area. What to think that they they want to nurture some of this information on average, it's about like 80% women that connect with me and the, the skeptics and the, the open-minded skepticals connect with me after time. Or after someone else buys them a session, or after their spouse is like, "You gotta sit with Bobby." So I do get all walks of life, but the one really cool thing I get a chance to is talk to this the, the hard skeptics, and I have that inside of me. And afterwards, they're just like lights in their eyes, being like, "I gotta rethink life here. I don't know what's going on, man. Like I just don't, I don't get this." And I'm like, "Trust me, you're, I'm in. I'm right in the same boat as you. I have questions for God, if that even exists. It feels more like a computer program." But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just been nuts to think that like they're regular people, young and old. I've done sessions for babies, for small children, for people in their seventies and like everywhere in between, uh, it's just nuts. But I do find that they're all on average people that are, are wanting to start a business. They're wanting to find out more about their limiting beliefs and their blocks. And it turns super spiritual and super personal very quickly. <laughs> like the business was just like a, a front to really get personal work done it's a personal development opportunity hiding underneath the comp plan. Our business is very strange, but it takes you on a journey to become a better person.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And anybody listening, I've, I've taken on the W in my name and it's been an absolute, I mean, just the whole shift in my branding and everything I've done, that W is super important. And it just, it means a lot to me in different ways other than that too. Like it's all come together in this amazing thing. And I just, I love it. And, um, yeah the the value that I got out of our session Bobby a while ago, and then I'm you know I'm gonna get another one it was It was absolutely amazing and just hearing these stories, I've seen your success I've seen you grow, and so many people have been impacted and it's it's truly amazing now let's talk about your your other venture, like doing the the marketing side of things um you know, I know you got a couple things on the go, maybe explain you know what else you're working on other than the spiritual diagnostics. As far sure. as like dealing with people and helping people?
0: Well, basically, um, you know, we're all in the same sort of community together and we, we, we circulate around an opportunity to unleash yourself from the financial, uh, you know, uh, uh, like rigmarole of life. So the feeling of us learning a new skill set and promoting ourselves and building a brand around us, ourselves is basically the name of the game and it always has been. When I found Numerology, it was a part and piece of my Enagic business. And I wanted to get into a business that empowered others, took care of the environment. It was like a Goldilocks business or a perfect home run and a high ticket item. I get it. But the reality is, is that it's been circulating around this idea of help enough people get what they want in their life and you'll get what you want in yours. And that was a quote from Zig Ziglar that I took back in car sales and I've carried it with me ever since. The journey of learning numerology was nothing more than a coaching ability to be able to be precise and powerful in order to help someone confront the thing that they probably, nobody's really acknowledged. So it it worked in a very powerful way, but it took me on a huge side quest where now I'm like public speaker. I've got my site. I'm busy. I'm trying to like create, we've created events. I've done seminars. I've done workshops. I'm doing live events as well. Like the whole around numbers. And like I'm looking back at my, at my affiliate marketing or my direct sales business, luckily having a team of entrepreneurs who keep the love life alive in there. And that feeling is like they want to create it for themselves. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted other people to build my business because I want to get out there and actually help people on a big scale. So when I'm putting my whole branding together, it comes in as a personal coaching, a personal mentorship, a direct sales affiliate marketing opportunity that allows you to get the rights, the, the goods, the resources, the mentorship, the platform, the product, the whole kit and caboodle to help you move forward in your life. I, I like to to think that um, spiritual diagnostics is a part of solution artistry. So there's a, a larger overarching theme where I want to be a solution artist. And as a solution artist, it's going to be able to find the finer way of creating the prosperity of your life and the value of it by you know you adopting the idea of helping other people, so it's definitely got the duplication. It plugs right into where our business looks. But other than numbers, I'm basically dipping my hands into my uh, my prize and my money and my business, which is my magic opportunity, and it's such a wonderful feeling. Community involved.
1: Yeah, because you know this is the thing. Is it, it? It all comes down to being aligned with something that can help other people, right? And and I think there's a in, in every show. I've done and anybody I talk to, it's always the same, the same thing. People want to generally be service to human beings, you know, and we all have different parts of the journey, different pieces of the puzzle. And, and what you have is such a unique piece of the pie that people, people that are looking for will, will eat up and they just, it's, it's amazing. And all of that coupled with, you know, what we do and, and as a business and being able to be aligned with, um, a company that you know you you can help people become healthier help the environment help people create something for themselves is so powerful because at the end of the day you're always going to have to sell something whether it's somebody else's product or service why not get involved with something that can actually benefit you and people in in a massive way right and that's what people don't really wrap their heads around is that you're getting behind somebody's company one way or another, whether you're directly selling their product or not, you're going to have to sell something. We're all selling. We're all exchanging information and getting an agreement one way or another from somebody. So why not do things that are actually going to help humans? And, and, and that's why I love it because you, and, and we have that burning, that burning feeling in our, in our stomach that, a lot of us have realized that what we were doing just wasn't satisfying us, you know, wasn't giving you that feeling. And, and even I, I spoke, especially, I remember with, with, with Jessica boat in one of the episodes about how, and even myself and other people, how we, we drink to almost, or we cover that up with drugs or whatever to like compensate for that feeling that we're not living to our full potential. And, when you realize that and you realize that it's time to make a change in your life and you put that shit aside and when you actually start to follow a path that feels congruent and is aligned, you don't need that stuff. You don't need it anymore. It's fun to have a little bit of fun on the side, but it's just like you got to understand that you're not doing it for those reasons. You're doing it as like a celebration instead of to cover up this like pain or lack of um, um, success that you wish that you had. So in there, yeah, exactly. So, okay, so you're, you're helping a lot of people, Bobby. You're, you, you, just, you just recently have a, had a baby. You've had like a, a crazy experience and amazing, been amazing to watch with your family. Explain how the, the family and, and having that in your life has helped you in business and, and with you know, what you're trying to create as well.
0: You know, I figured I was like uh, spending probably the same amount of money on drugs and alcohol and stupid shit. Now I'm spending it on kids. So I feel like I'm actually helping them move forward in life. But uh, I met Sally online as I do everything online because online is the way we go. And uh, it was an instant connection. We clicked. I felt it was safe because she was like an hour ride after a two-hour ferry away from me. So it was like conversation led a little serious. And I ended up wanting to go out and have a date and basically seeing her. Uh, Met her, met the family. And she had three kids. Okay. So she was single, three kids. First date and meeting the children and meeting the the parents and I'm like fuck I'm in over my head here and like I was in love with this woman so I was just like well I'm gonna keep going until the feeling doesn't feel right anymore and then it just ended up becoming stronger more chiseled in more chiseled in until the point where I was like uh, it was it was basically I like right when I met her my income had started to tip and that feeling was like I don't need to go to a, a job anymore I make more in in two hours that I did in eight. And that was when I was starting. I was like, this is crazy. Why am I going to a job? And I and I was like, what? and they were like, oh, you can work from home if you want. Because they kind of saw the writing on the wall that I wasn't really going to be a value in there anymore. And I was going to kind of quit. So they gave me like a buyout option to think, well, here, we'll give you a headset. Um, you can take calls at home. You can run your call center at home through an internet connection. It's all good. I was like, thank you. I appreciate it. Left on great terms with my last job. And but at the same time, I wanted to move out, I was I was ready to take a risk. I wanted to go and build something for myself, and I was my, my business started leveraging that. So it was like off to the races, basically catch up on the last ten years of life that I missed out on. Here, three kids. One's two, one's four, one's one was three, one was five, one was one. So it's basically like, it's oh, a pretty big deal, pretty big house. I ran into it. And here's the guy who's like playing video games, not doing anything with his life, just basically off or dead, uh, worse for often. And now I'm like, I'm on. Okay, cool. I was made for this. This is the opportunity I wanted and got my ass handed to me. I swear to God, I don't care how powerful you are. A five-year-old will rip you apart. And that feeling is just like, what am I supposed to do here? I had to get better. I had to get stronger. I'm running after the kids. I'm basically like, Taken to school, doing all the stuff there. Sally's pregnant; it's kind of like you know bed rest kind of feeling, like you can't do very much, can't lift the little one anymore. And I'm like stepping up to be dad of the year here. And then I'm I'm throwing them the PlayStation as I run into a session. Then I'm grabbing the other one from school as I'm coming to make dinner. And then I come and I'm like basically doing everything as it comes in and out, taking messages, making sure I'm getting it all done. The the quality of them of the feeling of them running up daddy, 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 daddy. And that's like the thing they say when they run across the house, trying to get me to like be the referee or the, the, like the mediator and whatever that's happening in their life. Daddy, 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 daddy. That's the, that's the thing that they all proclaim. And I was like, man, that feels good. It feels like I, like I, I made up because I, I was, I was wanting to be 21, 22 young dad Never happened, and now here I am 33, 34, 33 at the time. Suddenly, like, I, I made up for lost time. I found a family that needed someone, I needed a family, and there was a marrying there. We basically moved to the island. I left the mainland for good, and it was off to the races. We ended up, um, I said, you know, June, maybe I'll move out in June, maybe September or December. We'll see how things work six to 12 months later. This was back last year it took me two months in February. I was like, that's it. I'm moving into, uh, I'm moving to, to the island. And I basically picked up two months after and 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 came into the picture. Three months later, Sally gets pregnant. And we definitely decided this. I was like, I'm like, she's like, oh, I just want to enjoy you for a little time before we have kids. I'm like, you already have kids. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, how much enjoy me do you think is going to happen? Like, I want to have all of our kids now. So we don't have to like, spend the next 10 years figuring it out and then spend the next 10 years figuring it out on a second round or a second wave of kids. Let's just make sure we get them all out of the way done. Now it'll be kind of tough. We're going to look kind of weird. I get it, but I'm going to be cool when I'm older. So it's going to be a powerful feel. She was on board. So okay, we decided it was March 3rd, you know, the, the faded day of conception. And basically I was like, there was also the weekend that we moved into our new house. So we basically moved into, we found a place waterfront, mountainside, huge opportunity. Like I'm overlooking 2.7 acres right now of my new place of as my neighbor. There's nothing built there. It's just an empty lot that nobody wants. I'm like, I want it. So the vision was planted. My, I'm pregnant. My seed was planted. I've got my business now. I'm growing. I'm basically taking bookings every day. It's like $1,000 days and like $500 days, $800 days. Some days we're like a lot more. Some days we're just, we're nothing. And there were like weeks at a time, wouldn't make anything. And then boom, one week, I would get booked out for a month. And it was crazy to think that the power of the universe, the law of attraction, if you go fast enough to not give a shit about what you think, like some people are like, "Ooh, should I take the, should I take the jump? I'm like already jumped by the time they finish the sentence. I'm like, run at the speed of love, run at the speed of business, run at the speed of light if you can. And we'll deal with what happens when we get there. Another opportunity will present itself. I'm not going to get caught wondering and deliberating and figuring things out. Let's just shoot first and ask questions later. And like, you know, run with the intuition that God's got your back. And uh, it's it all seemed to start working out. We traveled the world in uh, the summer. We went to Vegas in April. We went to Phoenix. I lost my dog in June. was family ripped apart a little bit. Uh, then we went to Philippines, Australia. I spoke in front of 500 people like, the years just going boom. Sally's getting more and more pregnant. Uh, by the end of the summer, we ended up going to Toronto for one last bang. We, we hung out with everybody out there at the, at the gas fest uh, within our group our community. It was awesome. Got recognized on stage for being a coach there as well. And then I ended up coming home and having a baby in the meantime, between that, I was like, this is too boring. We bought a 2018 Forerunner. I got engaged and bought her like a $13,000 piece of ice on her finger. And I was like, let's do this. I want to marry you. I want to be there with you. I, I proposed in front of my whole family. This is a whirlwind. Two weeks later, we ended up having our first, my firstborn, her fourth child and it's been nuts. Now I don't sleep. <laughs> I'm basically like, as if shit wasn't like hectic enough and busy enough. Now it's like overdrive. And, and now Sally's like, absolutely nursing. So it's either baby's crying or she needs to sleep. So it's like, man, it's been going crazy and nuts. And I just found such a huge level of purpose and passion in talking like this. Cause I know me sharing my story is going to light up hearts and it's going to light up people being like, I need to book him with Bobby. I need to see this. I need to figure out what's going on in my life. I want that change. I want to take a letter and suddenly watch all of the garbage in my life turn into like gold and start, start throwing away my life. Uh, but for me, that, that was kind of like the, like the last 12 months, like nuts. The last And I couldn't have done that while in my, in my head was in a, an expensive bag of, of stuff that I don't want to talk about. The feeling of me going through negativity in my life, I ended up washing it clean I lost I lost everything and I was like I'm not gonna build anything with anyone unless I love myself and that's when stuff carrots returned into my direction uh, but that was like early 2017 around there where I was like you know what I've, I've got to keep going I got it got it got bad like I, I ended up getting a job as a dispatcher at a taxi company um, like I was like working graveyards it was like 13 bucks an hour and I was just like hating life and I just couldn't figure it out I went back to Rogers. I went back to the mall. They fired me again. It was like such a shitty deal. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? And then my buddy's like, hey, do you want a gig? I got a sales opportunity in a call center. And from there, things started to pick up. My business started to pick up. My leadership picked up. I got promoted again. And this time I left on a good foot. So it was a wonderful feeling. The last job I ever had, they were like, bravo, good for you. You know, you should follow your passion and your business. As opposed to that booting kick out the door. Which is like, we don't want to see you again. So it kind of saved my pride a little bit in the employment world after like a tumultuous row around it. But that that move into the kids, that feeling of succeeding and, and fulfilling the family passion that I always had in my life made me feel like I made it. I did it. And I'm. I mean, we still, we're still, you know, we don't want for things. We get what we want. We buy nice things. I'm getting bigger. I'm going to get better. I'm going to do more in my life. I'm going to give more in my life. It's just this self-perpetuating feel now that my kids need to see a powerful man. Like their dad didn't show up for them. The relationships didn't show up for them. Here I am. I'm the one that they call daddy. And that feeling is like sacred. I'm not going to just mess that thing up. I absolutely know what it's like to ha- to, to love my dad and to have a strong, powerful feeling of it. Even just like brought to a lot of like sincere emotion knowing that you had to go without or have to go without yours now it's like I'm not gonna take that in vain I'm gonna absolutely honor the fact that I'm gonna show up for my kids and absolutely be the the feeling that gives them emotion when they get older uh, because I mean it's a true mark of a man to really raise the future generation so I mean with that on that slightly more emotional note I can only imagine how proud your pops is of you because uh, when we're when you look when we did all that numerology stuff for you it was like 222, had to look at my phone, 1111, 111. You kept seeing these angelic messages, and it made me feel like, you know what, you really tapped into something powerful, which is something that gave me a lot of pride and made me feel like I could look my kids in the eye. I'm like, what do you want? Like, what should we get for you? And spoil the fuck out of them. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I can, I'm going to do it. And, and, you know, you only get a chance to be a kid once, and I hope we – inspire culture of spoiling the snot out of our children instead of being like stop it no go to your room stop that and be quiet and I find myself doing that when they get when I get mad at them it makes me feel really guilty to think that I want to be the heart-centered dad and not the hard discipline guy so that's kind of where I'm at my kids are giving me a lot of my passion and a lot of my purpose for sure
1: yeah man that's oh, dude you got so much power there I mean it's uh you just light you just light the room up man I wish like there were, you know so many people I just want to share this with so many people and this is why I love this um yeah when we worked together man like I'd recently lost my dad and um you know my younger brother shortly before that and yeah you really it was really the timing and you really helped me sort of like wake you know just just have that awareness and I remember when we met you you were still. You know, I think this is around the time you were still kind of single, but you might have met Sally. I can't remember, but um, what I found absolutely amazing i got to paint this picture for people listening. Like when we, when I saw you in Vegas, and I saw you, Sally, and all the kids, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! How the hell are you doing this?" Like, like Bobby's sitting there. You know, we have speakers. He's sitting in the back. There's one. One of the one of the kids is pulling his arm. The other one's running around, and somehow, like. He he's been a, he was able to like keep his cool and like be nice and people come up hey Bobby can I have a picture and like meanwhile there's like a kid pulling him and like like it like somebody's trying to talk to him and like it's just unbelievable how you kept your composure and it just shows <laughs> it just speaks like so highly of you that you're able to like because some people would be like fuck off like what's going on like like you know what I mean and like I, my dad when he got married, he, he married a woman with four kids. So I can completely relate how incredibly challenging it is, but how rewarding it could be. It, you know, he, he obviously didn't look at it the same sort of way. It was, it was a lot more negative for us, but, um, the way you've been able to take that on and embrace it and to use it as like, as almost just to help you grow your confidence and to be able to show these kids about, you know, to have a dad and how important that is to have that role model because you're literally shaping their lives. You're literally giving them something to, to work towards. And if they have a role model that doesn't quit, that has composure and that is fair and that promotes love to people, they're only going to grow up. They grow up to what they see, right. And what they're shown. And it's just amazing that you're showing these kids that, and um, I've just, for me, just the last year to just see how much you've taken on. And now you have another child. It's like, Holy shit, man. This guy's incredible. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the capacity to understand how you're able to do it. It just shows It speaks. I I just, I I can't even get it out because it's like, I can't even believe it sometimes, man. And it just goes to show you though, anybody listening, even myself, like if this guy can, can have business, different businesses, connects with people daily for hours and hours have to cook, have to, you know, look after kids, be a loving, you know, partner and still be able to keep a smile and and positivity. It's just like amazing. So anybody sitting out there thinking to themselves, they can't do stuff or they can't get through their shit and work it out to become successful. Like, I mean, you really, really got to look, dig deep and realize that, you know, we all have a story and it's just a matter of really deciding that you want to make a change. And really understanding that you got to use those things and use them in your favor. So man, super powerful. I'm just like, this lights me up talking to you, man. I just get so excited. Um, now before I forget, I don't want to forget where, this is super important always, where can people find you brother? Just so um, that we're super clear on that. It'll all be in the show notes, but I want to make sure that everybody can find you easily and sure. access your, your, you know, your stuff.
0: So Bobby F. is my site. You can also get me on Facebook. So B-O-B-B-Y-F-P-A-R-I-H-A-R dot XYZ. That's my the the web page that I have currently. It will be.com sooner or later. But um we'll we'll have that currently right now. And then also on Facebook, Bobby F. Perryhar, basically you can come and see me. I've got a couple of pages so you can sort of find me from a few different avenues. Uh, I'm also then again on on Instagram, wherever your social media shows up. I'm like the only Bobby F Perry, her out there and it kind of like show up like four or five different times. So it's all me, (laughs) but, uh, booking directly on my site that will just, I'll just basically see you and and connect with you personally. If you have any questions first, you want to like try to like ask me some things before, maybe you have some insights before you connect with me, uh, then absolutely messaging me on Facebook would be the best way to connect with me for sure.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Guys listening, you know, if you, need a mentor if you need somebody who can lead a, a team who can you know teach you this spiritual diagnostics whatever it is bobby's your guy like you really he he's he's just so uh, so kind and caring and 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 anybody that works with you man is is like in such good hands and I'm just like I can't say enough good things about you bro so um it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh like make sure you guys check him out follow him he's you know full of value so bro i just want one more thing and i know you might have touched on it i always ask everybody this kind of you know what is one thing that you just being the title of the show university of adversity one thing that you can give as how somebody can overcome adversity to go on to experience the life that they deserve to live you know, I probably... one thing I
0: probably inspire you guys if you're dealing with adversity to know that adversity is going to give you and grant you and and um bestow on you so much more value and gifts in the long term and the long run than uh, a supposed success. The growth is in adversity. The actual like going of growing of through uh through things happens in that adversity. So for people who are being like man my life sucks I can't figure this out. I can't get a job. I can't get the money. I can't get the girl or the person of my dreams. I'm dealing with that adversity in my life. Just remember that small feeling. And it can feel a little bit of a backslap to think when shit's going really bad that someone says, hey, that's actually a really good thing. It actually is. And it feels like everything is taking away from you because the universe wants to give you new stuff. So if you're dealing with that feeling, just rest assured that the sun will shine again and that the grass will grow again. All good things come to pass. We just have to be there to endure it. And patience is one of the most powerful virtues of the whole universe. So if you're going through a bad thing or a bad time or some adversity in your life, consider yourself blessed that that's one of the most common denominators in the most wealthy and the most successful people in the entire planet is that they ended up having to wash in, or take a shower in the rain or live out of their car or eat out of the garbage or figures. And then they end up going to create some powerful uh, things in their life because adversity squeezed them to the point where they popped. And some people don't make it. They pop themselves instead, or they pop the pills instead, or they just pop themselves down to the couch. But some of us are going to get popped and squeezed up and to feel that we're actually going to grow to the to the mantle of what we were growing through. So sometimes, you know, bad things happen, but uh, we're all going to die anyway. So we may as well take that value that we have now to move things forward. So that's kind of how I would inspire you guys for sure. Oh, amazing,
1: bro. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I was so excited to talk to you always, man. Like I said, guys, check out Bobby. He's he's just full of amazing information. Um, where all the information to connect with him is going to be in the show notes. So, again, man, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate uh, you, brother. Okay, man. Appreciate you, too. Cool. Cheers, bro. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So. I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible and we want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.